everybody, Michael Nettemeyer here and Joe Geary, and we are your host of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. Excited to be back, excited to be talking to everybody. Today we're going to dive into a lot of mindset, a lot of controlling and focusing on what you can control and not, not worrying about outside factors, because the reality of the situation is right now for a lot of industries, people aren't doing so well. There are some industries where people are crushing it, naturally people that are disciplined and staying consistent are going to thrive regardless of an economy, regardless of a market. And right now, times are a little bit more challenging for people. So what we really want to talk about is how do we push through during times of uncertainty, during times when things just don't look like maybe they're going your way, during times when things are just difficult or complicated or you feel like you're facing setback after setback after setback after setback, how do you stay positive? How do you keep focusing? How do you keep pushing forward when all of those things are happening? Because we know right now, for a lot of industries, things can be a little bit challenging. And it's nothing new. People have faced challenging times forever. It's all about, and the only difference between the people that thrive and push through it and the people that don't, are the people that push through it, focus on what they can control and continue to take more action. So right now we're seeing, in a lot of industries, things are slow. Things are slowing down for some people, for the majority of people, but not everyone. So how do you become that person that just pushes through and has success in spite of the market? Well, I feel like one is you have to take more action. Actually, before that even, you have to establish the mindset that you're prepared to do whatever it takes to succeed. Would you agree with that, Joe? Yeah, I'd say it's all about building the mental toughness because I think that's the most important thing is having the mental fortitude, the discipline, the consistency to you know, do the actions regardless of how you feel or what's going on around you or, you know, the economy or in your office or your company, no matter what's going on, just having that mental fortitude and toughness to be able to say, hey, you know what, no matter what happens, I'm going to get my stuff done for the day and do what I need to do to keep pushing me forward and, you know, get on the get out the other side in a much better position than where I'm at right now or where I was before. Because I think a lot of people, like you said, are just kind of retreating right now, retracting, and they're not pushing forward. And when they come out of this, you know, when people think this is magically going to end, it's probably going to be a while just based on a lot of economic indicators. This market's probably going to be this way, you know, in real estate and a lot of other things for a long time just with the place we're in. And people think they're just going to ride out the storm, and a lot of people are not going to ride out the storm. They're probably going to, you know, take a drastic hit in their income. They might get foreclosed on. They might get evicted. They might have to, you know, downgrade their lifestyle. So I think a lot of people don't realize, like, the level of seriousness to the situation that this isn't just like a short blimp where it's six months or a month. It's probably going to last years, maybe several years. So I think it's important to understand, like, hey, we're going to be in this for a while. And how do you develop yourself as a person to become as good as you can to be able to make it through this tough time and then come out ahead on the other side. Agreed. Because I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. And you hit the nail on the head that people think it's just going to be over like that. And it's probably not. Based on all of the economic indicators out there and what economists are saying and what people are predicting, chances are we are, we probably are in a recession right now. We actually are, regardless of the definition since mm-hmm. it's changed. And with that said, though, they're saying that we might move into a depression by the end of the decade. Now, no, who knows for certain, but are you prepared for an economic depression? And that's what you have to be thinking about. And where are the opportunities when things like that happen? So that's, I think, for first and foremost, if right now you're in a financial position where it's not great, and maybe money's tight, business is slow, you're worried, maybe you have staff and overhead, and you've got, you've got expenses you have to pay, and you're concerned that there's not enough money coming in, step one is you have to make a decision that you're prepared to do whatever you have to do to succeed. 
So once you make that, that, that decision that you're going to do it, you're going to make this happen, you have no other chance, no other choice, no other alternative, because for a lot of people, they have a, they have a way out in some ways. Like, well, I shut it down, go get another job. I go get something that is just going to get me enough to get by, and I'll get back into this when the market gets better. That's not how you build a business. Because when times get tough, if you just pull back and retreat, you're never going to make it in this business because there's always going to be tough times. You know, good markets come, bad markets come, whatever you want to call it. Good times come, bad times come. But if you can't make it during the bad times and you're just hoping that you make it during the good times, that's not really a strategy. So you have to establish right now, are you prepared to do whatever you have to do to make it through this and thrive during it? And if now if you're prepared, you have to start focusing on, now you've got your mindset right, you have to start focusing on what are things you're going to take action on to go do. So what I'd be looking at is how did you build your business to begin with? What are the things you did early on in your career to build your business? If, if you're early on in your career, you need to go talk to people that have built the business and figure out what they did to then go do those same things and build a business. But now if you're in this business for a while, what are the things you used to do that you did really well that you built a good business from? Figure that out, go back to that and go start doing those things again. Maybe it was picking up the phone and calling more people. You talk to a certain number of people every day, a contact goal. Maybe if you're in real estate, you held a certain number of open houses every week. Maybe you used to call for sale by owners and expired. You quit doing that. Maybe you used to door knock and you stopped doing that. Go back and start doing all those things and do it way more than you did even in years past. And if you do that now, you're going to start to stack up business. And that's what we find. The greatest value for so many of, out, so many of you out there that have had success is that you know what to do. It's just oftentimes when people get comfortable and things get a little bit easier, we tend to sit back and rest a little bit. And we're like, oh, you know what? Life's not bad. I'm good. I got enough money. But then the money starts to run out and the business starts to slow. And now all of a sudden you're sitting there thinking like, man, what happened? Where did my business go? What happened was you quit working and you quit being consistent in what you're supposed to do. So get back to the levels of consistency that you used to be at and start taking a lot of action day after day after day after day. And of course, it's not going to happen in the first day. It's not going to happen in the first week. But if you start stacking up weeks and months and then eventually a year and two years, your business will thrive. Very important. Yeah, I agree 100%. And it's almost like the market's kind of on a hangover right now because we're in a drunken market almost where things are super easy. Like if you rewind back to 2020, for example, in real estate, interest rates were virtually zero. They were yeah. like under 3%. Right. So everybody could buy a house. Everybody wanted to buy a house. Everybody wanted to sell their houses. Everybody wanted to move. So as a realtor, your job was drastically easier back in 2020 versus right now because everybody wanted to move then versus right now not as many people want to move so a lot of people were just riding that wave and like you said they were getting away from the things that got them the results in the first place so they weren't building any mental toughness or any discipline for that matter because they were just simply you know living their life and just waiting for their phone to ring and it would ring they'd you know go get a listing go find a buyer close a deal that's done and then move on to the next one versus right now it's a completely different story because a lot of people actually have to find motivated people that mm -hmm. want to buy or want to sell right now, which they're definitely out there, but it's much harder to find. They're not going to call you. You have to call them. Yeah, agreed. I think that's the important thing is that you're right. People got comfortable. It got easy. It was a little bit easier in 2020, especially because there was still a little bit more inventory. And so especially early on, 2021 was a challenging year for people to find homes and help buyers get into homes. And now it's a challenging market from the standpoint of, people are using the media and interest rates to justify their inaction. Rather than looking, go look at your local, local statistics and see how many homes sold this week, how many homes sold this month, whatever industry you're in, go look and figure out, are other companies doing well? Are sales happening? If you're a painter, I drove around, I drove to my house today, I saw four signs in the yards with the same painting company painting four houses along the way home. 
Like that company's taking action. They did my neighbor's house too. That company's taking action and they're getting things done. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in, are people still buying your product? And if the answer is yes, why aren't they buying from you? That's the most important question. And the, and the reason they're not buying from you, chances are, is because they don't know who you are. Because you're not taking enough action to get in front of those people. So when's the last time you made a database call and talked to people in your database? When's the last time you called a former client and asked them how things are going? And who do they know that's thinking about utilizing your service? If it's in homes, who do you know that's thinking about buying or selling or investing? Are you taking action? Or are you just sitting back and saying, well, rates are 7% or 6.5% and nothing's selling? And oh my gosh, I don't even want to work with buyers right now because it's so hard to get them under contract. Or are you taking action and saying, I'm going to do whatever I can to figure out a way to get my client under contract? I'm going to call whoever I need to call. I'm going to circle prospect neighborhoods. I'm going to door knock. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to go find a house for my client. And if you're the type of person that's going to do that, you're going to thrive in any market. You're going to thrive in any industry because you're taking constant action and you're taking what we call massive action. You're not just kind of having one toe in and one toe out and saying, well, let's hope it happens. You've got to take action, especially when times get hard. And I equate this market because I saw a statistic the other day, it's the other day for real estate. It said 60,000 realtors have already gotten out of their business. It's like 1,200 per state. Yeah, it's massive, yeah. right? So it's, it's starting to hit. That's a lot. 1,200 per state. That's a lot. And if you think about it, the same thing happened back in the day when 08 hit. When 2008 hit and all those foreclosures, we went from, I think it was like 14,000 realtors locally to about got cut in half over the course of a couple of years. The funny thing is, not really funny, but the ironic thing is that there wasn't that many less home sales occurring during those times. People used it as an excuse because they said, oh, 08, the market was horrible. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe you made it through 08. Homes were still selling like crazy. The only difference was you had to shift your frame. You had to shift the way you did business. So instead of maybe traditional business, and if you had a listing, now all of a sudden there's 9, 10, 11, 12 months of inventory. So homes are sitting out there. You needed to go find more buyers. Go get in front of more buyers because homes were on sale. Homes were cheap because pricing had fallen because of all the foreclosures. And you had to figure out how to go work with banks, figure out how to go do short sales. Like all you had to do was go make a pivot and figure out a way to thrive and, and shift with the market rather than making the excuse. But most people won't do that. Most people will just say market was terrible. So I got out of the business. Yeah. I think it's the adaptability factor because a lot of people, like you said, they got comfortable and most people don't want to change. Like the old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. Once people do something for so long, it's one, they are either just super comfortable that they don't even want to face the fact that it might be a little bit uncomfortable to change that, or two, they just have a big ego at that point. They're like, oh, I could never go and knock on doors. Or yeah. I could never go and you know hold an open house. It's mm -hmm. been six years since I did one. So you're going to have to do things that you might not have done in a while or ever done just to get the business that you might have had last year or the yeah. year before. Agreed. Totally agreed. So if you're a person that's sitting out there, for one, are you prepared to go do those things? Or are you, are you just going to say, well, I'm way beyond that. I used to do that in year one. I'm in year 20. I shouldn't have to go door knock anymore. Like, are you prepared to go do that? That's the first thing I think you need to figure out. Are you prepared to go do that? Second thing I would do is write down, what's your income goal? We often uh, cite the book, The 12-Week Year. I think it's a powerful book. I highly encourage you to read it, uh, anybody listening. But what is your income goal? $100,000, easy math, right? We're coming up on Q3. In two weeks, we have quarter three coming up from the time we're recording this right now. So if your goal is to make 100000 in sales, 20% of your business in the first quarter, 30% in the second, 30% in the third, 20% in the fourth. All, all you should focus on right now is how do you go make 30% in, in Q3, which is $30,000. If your, your goal is 100 for the year, how do you go make 30 grand in the next 12 months? That's all you need to focus on. How do you make 30 grand? Are you prepared to do things? Then what I would do is write down five action items that you're going to do consistently every single week. 
like number of contacts, how many people are you prepared to talk to? Maybe you have to set one appointment to hit that goal. You have to know your numbers and that's why it's important to track. Write down five action items that you're going to do every single week for the next 12 weeks. And I promise you, if you do it, chances are you're gonna hit your financial, financial goal. 100%. The one thing I do like about that too is it, it makes your time a lot more efficient and effective because you'll find that you really don't need to work that much. Like you only have to, if you are only focusing on five things per week, your objective is to get the results, not to put the time in. So yeah. once you get those results every week, then you can be done virtually. I mean, obviously it's good to keep going and keep trying to get more. But if you hit those five things per week, then you could you know, be done by Wednesday or be done by Monday even if you hit your five goals yeah. for the week. So it's a really cool way to ver do it versus just kind of going through the motions and just doing busy work, you could call it, instead of just narrowing it down to, you know, what's the top 20% of things that are most important that are going to get you that 80% of results. Yeah, agreed. I agree with that because I think a lot of people mistake movement for achievement, so they feel like they have to put in 40, 50, 60 hours, but really somebody putting in 30 hours that's super intentional with their time might kick your butt. Because 60 hours of unintentional time, like if I just spend 60 hours in the office and half of it's, you know, half my days on Facebook and social media and goofing around and talking to people and not being intentional, I don't need to put 60 hours in if I can hammer it in 30, if I can be super intentional. And that's the power of having focus on what are five, and, and we didn't say 50 things, we said five. What are five action items you can take? And it's the same five every week for the next 12 weeks. What are five action items you can take? And it could be like, as I mentioned, a contact goal. Maybe you need to talk to 100 people a week. Some people are like, oh my gosh, I can never talk to 100. It's really not that many people. It's 20 a day. 20 conversations every single day to push your business forward. Are you committed to do that to make 30,000 in the next 12 weeks? Well, if you're not, well then maybe this isn't the business for you. But if you are, and it doesn't matter what business you're in, you're in the lead generation business. It doesn't matter what industry. You're in the lead generation business and you have to generate business every day. And so five, 20 contacts a day, 100 a week. Are you prepared to do it? Maybe if you're in real estate, you need to do open houses. Maybe instead of doing one on Sunday, you do two on Sunday and one on Saturday and maybe an evening one. Maybe you commit to four open houses a week. Massive action. One might not be enough, right? Maybe you're committed to go door knocking, subdivisions. Maybe you farm subdivisions and you send out mailers, but you never door knock and meet people face to face. Go commit to a certain number of hours per week to go door knock. You know, so if I start thinking about that, think about an appointment goal. Maybe you need to set one, two, three, however many it is every week, set that goal. Put focus on it. Like I talked about the other day in one of our team meetings, like most salespeople don't focus on making a sale. They just don't put focus on it. They, don't, they think it's normal not to sell something every day. Well, it's, it's just, you know, if I sell one a month, start thinking about every single day you wake up, how do you sell, a, how do you make a sale? How do you sell a house? Every single day. How do you set an appointment? Every day I need to set an appointment. Every day I need to sell a house. Every day I need to go sell whatever product I'm selling, but you have to start getting some urgency and intentionality in your business. And if you do that, you're going to thrive in any market. And you're not going to be the person that sits around and says, well, you know, I used to be in this industry. It was tough, the market, this or that. Don't blame the market. Unless your product or whatever you're selling ceases to sell, then, then if there's no more sales, it's just, it's, it's gone. Like in real estate, if houses stop selling, then you have an excuse. But if every week in your market, there's a thousand homes that sold, what's your excuse? Right? You can't go get one. If 5,000 homes sold this month or 4,000 homes sold this month, why, don't, why can't you go get one or two of those? So put your focus on that and put the focus on the things you can control. You can't control interest rates. You can't control inflation. You can't control what politicians do. You can't really control any of that. The only thing you can control is what you can control every single day. And it starts with your mindset. And then it starts with the actions that you take every day. 100% agreed. Yeah. What do you think, Joe? 
Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. And one more thing I want to add to is right now it's super important to make sure that you're putting good information into your brain and you're not listening to the wrong influences. Because a lot of people out there that you'll talk to, I mean, we talk to a lot of realtors just here at our company, Network Global, and a lot of realtors right now are saying, oh, the market's horrible, it's terrible, I need to go get a job. So if imagine if you talk to all those people every day, all day. You're not going to have a good outlook on mm -hmm. life or your business. So I think it's important to be putting good things into your brain. Make sure you're working on your personal development, whether that's books, podcasts, audiobooks. And also make sure you're talking to people that are having success and are doing well in this market. Because if not, then how are you going to believe you can do it yourself if you don't see any evidence of anyone else doing it? Totally agree. That's huge. Who you surround yourself with matters. You're absolutely right. So if you're in a company right now and everyone's doom and gloom and everything's like, oh, the market's horrible and this and that, go find another company. Go find other people to be around because those aren't the right people you want to be in business with. They are not going to help you. If everyone's saying, oh, it's awful. This is just the way it is. That's the way. This is real estate. You know, this is the plumbing industry. It's up and down. It's not consistent. You're supposed to go months without making money. You know, you're supposed to be on a roller coaster and constantly living in fear of not having money in a sales job. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Get around people that will show you and teach you and educate you on how to go build a business and make money consistently because that's the key. Nobody gets into an industry and says, gosh, I hope I can just, you know, just worry Screw about money for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody got into real estate and said, God, I can't wait to stress out about money for the rest of my life. Like, is that a work? Is that, a, is that a good life? Right? Absolutely not. Get around people that will show you how to go be consistent and make things happen and hit your goals and achieve the life you want to have. And it doesn't matter what your income goal is. It could be 20 grand. It could be 2 million. Whatever it is, it's your goal. And that's what's important. You have to figure out what's important about that money. What does that money do for you? Because money is a tool. The more money you have, the more things you can do, the more people you can help. So it's important that you make money. It's important that you live a life not constantly living in fear of how am I going to pay for this? Oh my gosh, I'm going to fall behind on my payments, this or that. The way you do that is start to establish your goals, get consistent with it, stay consistent with it, and take massive action. And if you do that, you'll never become a person that falls victim to a market.